It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And happy off day, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Steven Strom here. A very good Thursday afternoon to you. Marlins lose to the Astros 12-5 in the series finale. Houston takes two out of three. However, the Marlins go three and three on their six-game homestand. Some optimism there. As always, for the recap for Wednesday night, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. A rough one for the Marlins here in Miami tonight in the rubber match. Taking on the Houston Astros. Houston jumped out to an early 5-0 lead in this ball game. Five runs, five hits in the top of the first. All the highlights coming up shortly. Marlins really fought in this ball game tonight. They got it back to a 6-5 ball game at one point. Uh, too many walks for the Marlins tonight. And the Astros teed off on them and they put up six and hung six on them in the seventh inning. The Astros win this ball game by a final score of 12-5 this evening. This is the 10th inning show with Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. And Nelly, we'll start with the pitching. And let's start in particular with Jesus Lazardo. What can they do to get this young man back on track? Well, I think a lot of it is confidence. You know, the last four outings, you've seen his ERA now well over 10. Gave up those three home runs in the first inning. The slider, he, the slider is such a big pitch for him that he once he starts losing confidence in it, he does try to find it. Now, today... A total different game plan. You know, I thought against the Yankees, he didn't establish his fastball early. He started going fastball. Then all of a sudden, you, you saw nothing but off speed. Again, pretty similar in, in this outing, especially in the first inning. The first two pitches to Altuve, the leadoff hitter, were changeups. Yeah. Now, the first one was a strike, and then you try to go, again, go away again. I mean, mechanically, I think he gets out of whack. I think he rushes a little bit. I think his elbow drops. I think he might be getting tired, which... To me, I don't like to hear because it isn't like a 162-game sneak up on you. You you already know what it's going to be. You know what the grind of the season. You're not a rookie. You've been through this before. You know what you need to do to grind out a season. And whether it's preparation, whether, whether it's off the field work, whether it's before your starts or even your start, to prepare yourself for that start. And if he is tired, and I'm seeing, I mean, the elbow's dropping. When your lower half gets tired, your elbow starts dropping. Right. So you're seeing that. Uh, it's work. I mean, to get himself right, it's work in the bullpen, you know, trying to get that arm back on, on top, you know, doing whatever you can in these next six weeks to contribute to wins and, and turn this thing around because the Marlins desperately need him. He's got such a terrific arm, and I love his stuff. But you're seeing it a little flat over the last four starts. Yeah. And he's been hurt. And, yeah. you know, you look at the walks tonight, and, you know, seven walks by the Marlins and five of them scored. You're not going to win a whole lot of games that way. Well, let me ask you this because you might have an answer for this. Obviously, it's such an individualized sport. But, you know, when you, it feels like they've been walking too many guys. Like, will there be a, a team pitcher meaning to be like, yo, come on, let's get back in. Like, come on, let's get back into the strike zone here, guys. Or how does that work? Well, the one thing, I mean, you look at the Astros. The Astros got a great offense. You yeah. can't be afraid of them, all right? You can't be afraid of the Astros on the front of the, on front of the jersey. You can't be afraid of a New York on front of a jersey. 
whether it's Aaron Judge, whether it's Tucker or, you know, Alvarez or whoever it is, you cannot be intimidated by these guys. You have great stuff. These guys in the bullpen have great stuff. Challenge them. Right. Move the ball in and out. Right. And just like with the starters as well. I mean, Lazardo's got a great fastball. Establish it. The last two outings, he hasn't established his fastball at all. You can move it in and out. I mean, Tucker is great against lefties, but have he, did he see a fastball inside at all? I don't think so. In this three series, three game think. series, no. The one he struck out on today—that's the only one. When he went around, right? When he got that, scared was up by and that in fastball, and he, and he moved. It's the off. only one. You're right. So there's, you know, a lot of comfortable at bats. You know, when you have offenses like the Astros, and you know, you're going to see an offense like the Dodgers. They can't have comfortable at bats. Move their feet every once in a while. Right. I mean, it's it's not that tough. And and don't be intimidated. Don't go out to L.A. and say, oh, these are the Dodgers, and I, I got to watch, and I got to be careful. And next thing you know, it's 2-0, 3-1, 2-1, and then you're feeding right into that powerful lineup. All right, Nally, I love working with you, and uh, I'll see you yeah, when we get home. It's been fun. Have a great trip. Have a safe flight out there to L.A. All right, sounds good. That's Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Highlights from this 12-5 Astros win tonight. First inning, Lizardo. Nobody on base, one out facing Alex Bregman. And the first offering is swung on and lifted high and deep. Left center field. Jazz is back. Looking up. Goodbye. It's gone. Bregman, his 19th home run of the season. Lizardo keeps on coughing up long balls. And the Astros have a one nothing lead here in the first. Well, he started. So Bregman with a bomb. It was one nothing. Kyle Tucker strolled to the plate next. 2-2 pitch. Swung on head high and deep. Right field. Going back. Sanchez looking up. It's gone. The Astros have gone back-to-back here in the first inning. That was a hanging slider. It's 2-0 Houston. Yeah, and that's that slider. I mean. So with one out. Alvarez singled, and that then brought Jake McCormick to the plate. 2-1 pitch to Chaz. McCormick is blasted high in deep center field. Jazz is going back. Forget about it. This is up on top of the batter's eye in center field. The Astros have gone deep three times here in the top of the first inning. This is a two-run bomb. They lead 4-0. I think I said Jake McCormick there. I do apologize. That was Chaz McCormick. And that was 4-0 at that point. Singleton then walked, and after a fly out to center field by Jeremy Pena, Mauricio Dubon came to the plate with Singleton at first. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and that is a ground ball hit fair down the left field line. It's going to chase De La Cruz towards the corner. He's going to pick up the baseball on his horse. Singleton rounding third, headed towards the plate. Here comes a throw, not in time. Fortes has the baseball, and a throw back towards third. Dubon trying to stretch a double into a triple. He's out right there. The inning is over, but the Astros have scored five runs on five hits here at the top of the first inning. So 5 nothing after one, but the Marlins would chip away facing Justin Verlander at the bottom of the first inning. They had two men on base with two outs for Jake Berger. 3-2 pitches, a line drive, left field, base hit. That's going to roll all the way to the wall. Arise will score. Here comes Bell. Will they make a throw? No. It's a two-out, two-run double for Jake Berger here at the bottom of the first inning. All right, here come the fish. It's 5-2 to two, Houston. And that's something he threw a so it was 5-2 to two after an inning of play. It would stay that way until the top of the third. They had the bases loaded, did the Houston Astros, and Jeremy Pena came to the plate. 1-1 pitch to Pena, broken bat flare, sinking fast right field, the base hit. They'll go station to station. Broken bat RBI single for Jeremy Pena. Astros lead 6-2 to two here in the top of the third. 
It would stay that way until the bottom of the fourth inning. Jake Berger was at, uh, well, he came to the plate leading off the bottom of the fourth, and he singled. De La Cruz then lined out to right. Jesus Sanchez singled. Then Nick Fortes singled, and the Marlins had the bases loaded with one out, trailing by four in the bottom of the fourth. Bases loaded. The pitch ground ball hit right side. Altuve's got it. Throws it to second for one throw to first. Not in time. Gets away. One run will score. Here comes Sanchez. He's going to score. It's an RBI fielder's choice for John Birdie. Then an E6 allows the other run to score. So Berger and Sanchez score. And now it's a 6-4 game here in the fourth. Well, another miss. So the Marlins get the two runs there in the fourth inning. It was 6-4. And Verlander still in at the bottom of the fifth inning of this ball game tonight. There were two outs. Jake Berger singled. That brought Brian De La Cruz to the plate. Will the Marlins be closer than 6-4? We'll see. Here's a swing and a drive. Hit deep. Left center field. On the run, Dubon. He's not going to get there. It's going to roll all the way to the wall. Berger's going to score all the way from first. This is a 6-5 ball game here in the bottom of the fifth. And unfortunately, that is as close as the Marlins would get in this ball game this evening. 6-5 after 5. It would stay that way. Going to the top of the seventh inning. Jesus Lizardo went three and two-thirds. Brian Hoeing worked two innings. Andrew Nardi came on in the sixth. He stayed out there in the seventh. Got the first man, Jordan Alvarez, to pop out to Josh Bell at first. But uh, then it started to unravel. And Andrew Nardi. Let's see here. Nardi walked McCormick. Uh, and then Singleton singled. Then there was a walk to Pena. And then that brought Mauricio Dubon to the plate. Stairs, the pitch is lifted in the air to right field. Sanchez is going to have a play. This is hit fairly deep. In foul territory, he makes the catch. Here comes McCormick. Throw to the plate. Oh, catch it, Atay, and he's safe. Oh, they might want to take a look at it. That was a dart from right field by Jesus Sanchez. Yeah, it was a real good throw. They might have got him. And the Marlins, uh, unfortunately, said, no, we don't want to take a look. Dubon with a sacrifice fly. McCormick just got his hand in there. Nardi came out. Jorge Lopez came in with a couple of runners on base. He walked Martin Maldonado, and that then brought Jose Altuve to the plate. Altuve is batting with the bases loaded in a full count. Lopez looks in. Clock ticks down to five. Looks towards the plate. He kicks and fires the 3-2 pitch, and it's low ball four. He walked him. Lopez just got the ball from Nick Fortes. He caught it with his bare hand. That's a bases-loaded walk. And now it is to 8-5 Houston. And Soriano just got up. And then it would really start to unravel from there. The next man to bat was Alex Bregman. Pitch is a ground ball hit fair into right field. The base hit. Scoring is Pena. Behind him is Maldonado. Altuve goes to third. Bregman with a two out, two run double. And now it's 10 to 5, Houston. And to put the finishing touches on a six run, three hit top of the seventh inning was Kyle Tucker. Here is Tucker, and that's a ground ball hit through the left side of base hit. Altuve is going to score. Behind him is Bregman. There will not be a throw to the plate. This is a six-run top of the seventh inning, but now it's a seven-run game. It is 12-5. And that is exactly how this one would finish up tonight. Verlander went five. Graveman went one. Montero went one. Stanek went one. 
And Parker Mashinsky, the lefty, the lone lefty in the bullpen for the Houston Astros, walked a man, struck out a man, and he struck out Josh Bell then this ball game here tonight. So taking a look at the totals for you. Houston, 12 runs, 12 hits, an error, seven men left on base in this ball game tonight. For the Marlins, five runs and nine hits, one error, seven men left on base. Winning pitcher is Justin Verlander. The loser is Jesus Lazardo. Total time of game, two hours and 55 minutes inside of Lone Depot Park tonight in front of 14,795. With the victory, the Astros are 18 over at 70 and 52. And with the loss, the Marlins are four over at 63 and 59. Regardless of what happens throughout the rest of the National League tonight, the Marlins will still be in a playoff position on Friday when they open up their series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. For the Miami Marlins tonight, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 strikeouts means that $225 will be donated to AutoNation's Dry Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the loss and the series loss to the Houston Astros. <laughs> that seventh inning, uh, the walks that came around to score, is that the most frustrating aspect of this game, especially considering how hard you guys had worked to really make the ball game competitive again? Yeah, it was a good fight back against Verlander, especially. Um, we know what kind of pitcher he is and uh, you know one of the best to ever do it. And for us to fight back like that was... Uh, great to see, and uh, the men momentum was on our side. But, yeah, I think we had four or five, four walks or five walks that inning, um, and a lot of them scored. And, and yeah, we, we obviously are – that was a frustrating inning. For Jesus, another tough start. How much do you feel like the results are a product of, you know, pitching this deep into the season for the first time versus anything maybe mechanical or, or mental? Um. I think just there's a lot of, uh, you know, good teams, uh, meet of the order teams, uh, meet of the order of good teams, they hit mistakes. And there's just some mistakes tonight uh, that cost him. Uh, didn't really have too much command of his slider. Um, some hanging pitches in the middle of the, of the plate. The ones that he threw good, um, he had swing and miss. The ones that were up in the middle of the plate, um, they hit him, and they hit him hard. And uh, that's uh, – I, I don't know if it's uh, this – the velo, everything is still there. I just think the you know the the, the teams at um, the Tucker, the McCormicks, the Bregmans, the Alvarez, like you you got to make your pitches um, or they'll make you pay, and um, that's just what happened tonight. Uh, Lopez today, just what were you seeing there? Again, with obviously the command wasn't there with the walks and whatnot, but what were you seeing? Yeah, the command wasn't there, right? That's that's what we saw. Um, he just didn't have a feel for his slider. His sinker was kind of uh, missing on the um, on the glove side. Uh, put him in there to try to get a ground ball and get out of that inning. A um, couple walks in a row, some sack fly, close play. Um, but yeah, the, just the walks kind of cost us there. But I think the the main thing is he just he just couldn't find his fastball command. How do you kind of get Lazardo back on track? Because I guess his next start will be against like the Padres, another team with that middle of the lineup type of thing that you were mentioning. Yeah, I mean, he's. It's not like he hasn't done it before. He's faced some really good teams with this very similar uh, type of lineup that he's been really good at. Um, but we got to we got to get Zeus right. Um, because uh, the only way we're going to get to where we want to get to is if Zeus is right. And and he knows it. I don't think it's he's tired. I don't think it's anything like that uh, because of the way he works uh, in between starts. And his bullpens are really good. Um, 
but there's I just feel like there's the the pitch location a little bit almost like Sandy the first half the pitch location just is a little bit different than what it was in the first half and and uh, you know he's getting he's getting hit because of where the, those pitches uh, end up and then the balls are kind of ball out of hand so when he has to throw the strike with the pitch it's just kind of in the middle of the heart of the plate and um, and so it's just kind of costing him lately what did you see from the offense against Verlander in nine hits I think it's the most he's given up in the start this year and you guys being able to get it back to within a run what, what was working for the guys against him um, I thought we stayed on the slider really well um, Berger just hard hit after hard hit uh, really stayed on the slider uh, as good as anybody tonight um, Bell you know some really good at bats as well stayed on the changeup. Um, his changeup is really good. The, he throws a curveball at the top of the zone, which is very rare for a lot of pitchers. That he tunnels that fastball at the top, and then the curveball at the top as well. It's hard to hit, um, but I felt like we did a really good job of staying on top of the baseball. Um, and you know, we had we had him on the on the ropes and did a good job, and uh, and just couldn't keep it to that one run lead or uh, behind uh, by one um, in the seventh and um, you know but they get six in the seventh yeah and, uh, and that's tough to come back from uh, the sack fly uh, obviously close play but just the knowing how basically a matter of inches could basically flip flip something there because that could have would have ended the inning there if yeah it would have been nice to get him <laughs> yeah I mean Sanchez got behind the ball it was 0-2 count on Dubon um Got in on him, fastball in, up and in. Uh, Sanchez got behind the ball, did everything the right way. And Fortez caught it the right way, tag. McCormick got in. Uh, you know, it's, it's, they say it's a game of inches all the time, and that's definitely a, the kind of change the momentum, like you said. We get him out there, who knows what happens. Um, they added on quite a bit after that. I think right after the trade deadline, I asked, like, sample size to kind of get an idea for how the lineup could look, I, especially on this homestand, it looks like a little more firepower thumb or like you know being able to overcome maybe not as the best pitching performances what are your what's your take right now on how the lineup is we're facing some real arms uh we didn't we didn't get anybody's like fifth guide and feel like this uh even even the uh, the guys that you haven't heard of really uh, in new york that pitched against us had some real stuff uh we got to some real bullpens back end bullpen of new york was really really good maybe one of the better in, in the league um obviously uh valdez and um uh i mean uh yeah verlanders is you know hall of famer so i mean the fact that we got to a couple of these guys shows you what we're capable of there's just there's no real like holes um you know uh, i think you can you can do something with every hitter even at the bottom of the order you know they can get a bunt down get them over get them in that type of thing they're tough outs but the middle of the order with Berger and Bell and Arise and Soler and uh, some guys off the bench, um, it's it, it's really a lot deeper than it's been and um, exciting now and it's exciting, you know, hopefully for the future as well. So when you have a game like this where your starter obviously has to throw a lot of pitches in that first inning, how do you adjust having to navigate it? You know, do you take it inning by inning? Do you try and get as much depth as you can so you don't have to go so early to you? Yeah, well, I mean, even with the off day, um, you know, we ha- we've had five innings pretty much back to back. We've had to cover a lot of innings lately and, um, you know, th- almost eight innings the last two days. We were hoping to get a little bit more length today, um, but you also don't want to go in this huge hole. We know we had hoeing there for multiple innings. Um, the tricky part is when you put hoeing there early on and you you go to your bullpen in the sixth inning again, you know, to get you know Nardi or whoever it is. Um, 
if you tie it up, then you don't have any length just in case something else happens, right? Uh, extra innings, whatever. We had no multiple inning guys left. Um, so that was, it's a little bit tricky that way. So you try to get as many innings as you can uh, through the amount of pitches that you're comfortable with. You also don't want to blow the guy out. I yeah. mean, that's either you're not, I'm not in it for that. So they have careers too. Um, so I think that, you know, once we got to McCormick, um, you know, we, thought that that was the time to, to go get him. What did Owen show you that he'd be able to help keep you guys at bay while the offense tried to? Well, the reason why he went down there to start is to get his changeup going. Um, and so he could use it more innings, not just come out of the bullpen. And the, the changeup to Singleton shows you what kind of changeup that he can have and it's capable of using uh, against lefties. And to get the you know fastball up against lefties and change up away, he did that really good sequence today against Singleton. And, um, and you know, he's got 95 sinkers, so he can get on the ground. Uh, so he did a really good job for us today with two and change, right? maybe two total, but it felt like two and change. So you go out to talk to the third base umpire in the eighth inning or so. Can you share what that was about? Or? Yeah, I was just wondering if you know about the Altuve when uh, we thought p- potentially the three-two count he wasn't engaged, um, and you know we're wondering if there's buzzers and um, you know they said they had you know all, all of them had buzzers, they didn't feel anything, and you know they were uh, looking at it, they didn't see anything. So we we're just, I just wondering you know what that looks like. There, there's a lot going on with the pitch clock and the intensity of the game, uh, but I was just wondering what that looked like, and they said they had everything. Um, didn't get buzzed or anything, and so they felt like it was good. It's another tough outing for Jesus Lazardo. He goes three and two thirds, gives up eight hits, five runs, three Ks, three walks. Let's hear what Lazardo had to say after his start. How much do you feel like it's a product of, of pitching this deep into the season for the first time versus maybe being anything mechanical or, or mental? Uh, no, I don't think it's uh, pitching deep into the season. I feel really good uh, physically. Uh, I think it's just a combination of things, um, just a loss of feel for some stuff, uh, maybe slightly mechanical, um, maybe slightly tipping pitches. Um, could be a mixture of things, and I think after the first inning, we'll figure it out, and then the next uh, two and a third were better. So, After a first inning like that, you know, what becomes the thought process? Or are you trying to just take it inning by inning, or are you trying at that point to, to give the team as much depth as you can? Yeah, 100% as much depth as much depth as we can, uh, trying to go as deep as possible. Um, obviously, trying to limit the runs um, and just basically uh, give the team as much um, innings as possible, just try to save the bullpen. You've talked so much about the importance of, of what you've learned growing you know mentally in the game how much does that come into play in that first to kind of just immediately have to put one like that behind you and move on yeah i mean at the end of the day i feel like um it's frustrating but you can't really go back and change it so you can only control what's in front of you so um at that point just have to you know let it go like you said and keep going on how much of it, like with those first inning home runs, like mechanical for pitches leaking over the plate, but also maybe just uh, Skip mentioned, like their middle of the order is pretty good and they don't miss mistakes. Yeah, I mean, um, leaving changeups in the middle of the plate and the slider in the middle of the plate for Tucker and all the two is probably not the smartest thing. So um, those are obviously um, mistakes that get magnified against a lineup like that. I feel like maybe another lineup might hit, a, you know, whatever it is, a single or a double. Um, but a lineup like that doesn't really forgive mistakes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that can't happen. You mentioned being able to figure things out after the first saying, What adjustments did you make for the rest of the start? <laughs> I mean, um, 
just a little something with my hands. Uh, I thought I was tipping, and uh, I mean, it ended up working out for us. So, uh, you know, maybe we caught something. But besides that, just um, I didn't really make many adjustments besides keep filling up the zone, um, try to be a little more stingy in certain spots and be more fine with certain pitches, but um, nothing in terms of like a big uh, switch. All right, we're off today. However, we're right back at it. It's going to be a 10-10 first pitch from L.A. Sandy Alcantara gets the ball for Miami. I've got Marlins on deck at 940. We hope you can join us. I know it's a late one, but the fish are fighting for that last NL wildcard spot. We hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.